Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Bradley Beal, we know, everybody knows about Bradley Beal. He's an all-star with the perennially bad, bottom-feeding Washington Wizards. Okay, what do you have against the Wizards? Why are you so down on them? I wish the Wizards would be good. I remember as a kid, 1978, the Washington Bullets at the time. Elvin Hayes, Wes Unsell. Bobby Dandridge winning the championship, going back the next year and losing to Seattle in 1979. So I would love it if the Wizards, you know, Rob, let's just keep it real. When you go to Washington, it is probably, you see more African-Americans in that crowd than any place in in the country. Maybe Atlanta can hang. Yeah, Atlanta, definitely. Atlanta and Washington. Yep, yep. And I actually think, you know, Atlanta's well, fan see, base we know is bad. I think Washington's right. is pretty good. Like, their yeah. crowds and, are there. They're into it. But they just can't deliver a winner. Atlanta, everybody's from somewhere else, Chris. Very few, You run into people down there. Very few people are from Atlanta, born there, you know. But people, it's that kind of city. And you remember when, when uh, back in, uh, what was it? 90s when everybody was moving there was the new south you remember that oh, yeah, and jobs yeah, and people yeah. were buying homes and all that it was yeah. it was a big boom of people buy, uh, moving to Atlanta but anyway um you know DC, and Washington Rob there one of my college classmates frat brothers was the mayor there Adrian Fenty he was mayor for what? I was his uh, dean he, of how, pledges. How, how long? He had, a, he had a cup of coffee and a sweet roll. At least was mayor. Uh, I don't remember. Four years. Yeah, he was there. Was one you term? Might remember him. I think so. I think it was only one. Yeah, I don't remember. And him then a college him. classmate, unbelievable, Stephanie Rawlings, also at Oberlin. She was the mayor of De- of uh, Baltimore. Is that right? So Oberlin, unlike Southwest Connecticut, whatever, agri- AT&T or A&T <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> we deliver, brother. We deliver. But hey, you know uh, what? No, hey, I would let love me say, Washington. Hey. I actually really do like Washington as a city. I'll say that. No. I love living in Metro New York, oh, which is yeah. where I live. But the second place I want to live, if I didn't live up here, would be the Washington Baltimore area. I, I no, love that it's area. a great it's a great town. My best friend Fred lives in Germantown, and Chris, you know, I go down there all the time to see him and his wife, and uh, I love it. I'm with you. Uh, DC is great. It's a great place. In that Virginia, DC, yep. or uh, Maryland area, anywhere right in that whole metro. What, what is the DMV? They call it right. The right. DMV. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. So it's a great town. Just hadn't had a lot of luck with basketball and with the Wizards. To say the least. All right. Um, the, the Wizards are just bad. All right. And uh, Bradley Beal is a good player. Three-time All-Star. You know, he's out this season. I mean, he's played half the year. He's out for the rest of the year. He had a wrist. I believe it was wrist, but a hand injury and a surgery. But he is in line 
for a big payday, Rob. And uh, he he's had one. Rob G. Ch- he's had at least one. I think probably two. No, I think he had one. Definitely. Max payment. He's definitely had one. But he's probably had two. Rob G. Look it up real quick. Two max paydays already. At least one, though. And here's what Bill said today about uh, re-signing with the Wizards. He said he's in no rush to make a decision. But he did say that he's leaning toward the Wizards. And uh, he said it's fair to say that. Um, But he he admitted, he said, look, they asked him what will go into your decision. It's hard to believe this, but he said it. Obviously winning. Really? Having a winning environment, a group of guys that are committed to winning, buying into what coach wants, buying into what the organization needs. Obviously, I play a factor into that, too. Good good for him for taking ownership. Right. I have not to everybody be else. Right. Right. I have to be better. Else. But being around the group of guys who want to win and who will buy into what we need to do, that's important. All right, Rob, I'm going to say this, and, and you might jump on me. First of all, apparently Bradley Bill's happy in D.C. Uh, maybe, you know, family situation there is great, and he likes it, which is great. That That is important, man. I, I have no issues with a dude being happy and turning down maybe a better opportunity elsewhere because he's happy where he's at, okay? But when it comes to sports, winning is a big factor in it. You know, and in other parts of life, that's, yeah, you you compete to a certain degree. You want to win. But that's not all it's about, you know, having the best, being at the best newspaper, being at the best uh, electrical company or engineering firm or what. Like, sometimes you're just content where you are. You're making good money and you're happy. And there's no, it's not about, you know, people aren't having talk shows about did you win? Is your firm the best? And it's no legacy with that and all that stuff. That's why sports is different. And I got to be honest, Rob, outside of him being happy, which is great, that's his personal decision. I'm talking about strictly basketball. I This is a little like, do you want to win? Like, do you want to – Bradley Beal is not a number one superstar on a championship team. That's been proven. I, I, just looking at him, his game isn't that. But you can obviously he's been the number one guy for the last few years, and they barely make the playoffs. All right, if they do make it, and he could be though a real a great number three. He could be like a great third guy in a big three somewhere. And if I was Bradley Bill, I just think from a basketball standpoint, this is disappointing. He should be looking at, you know what? Because his legacy, Rob Bradley Beal, and it, maybe he'll hear this. This Rob could be the difference between him possibly. I He hasn't been what you look at now and say a Hall of Fame player. But if he were to go somewhere and win a championship and be a third guy, 20-point score, maybe fights for that second guy role. He's still going to get max money or close to what he get in. He can make a little more in Washington. And it might, it would actually boost whatever slim Hall of Fame chances he may have. 
And so we're talking a lot about legacy. Rob, you remember Kevin Garnett? And granted, Garnett was on a whole different level than Bradley Bill. We understand that. He was a Hall of Famer in Minnesota. But, Rob, he didn't want to go to Boston. You know that. He was reluctant. They had to essentially beg him to take accept that trade. He finally goes to Boston, wins a championship, and it changed. I mean, the way we think about KG is different. He was going to be a Hall of Famer, but he admitted it was the best move of his life, and it just changed his whole legacy. And that's what could be at stake. He's not KG, but I'm just saying for a Bradley Beal. Chris Bosh, Rob, for all the fact that his numbers went down in Miami, his legacy went up in Miami because he was a part of an historic big three, and that's that. So I think that's what it got Bosh in the Hall of Fame. I think that's what uh, Bradley Beal has to think about before re-signing with a team that just bottom line ain't going to be that good. Yeah, I, I disagree. Let me give you Beal's uh, financials. He signed a one-year max, Chris. Uh, one, one max. So he's I got one say, max in 20, deal? Okay. In 2016, five years, $127 million. Then he had a two-year extension in 2019, two years, $70 million. Worth max money, but not max years. So that's where he is. But I disagree. And I disagree from the standpoint that everybody wants people in this new NBA to move on and go somewhere else and team up with other people. And I know he's not Giannis. So I'm not, I want to stop in your tracks. I'm not saying he's Giannis. But Giannis was criticized and crucified. He ain't Giannis. He, I said he ain't Giannis. <laughs> Was crucified. You're dumb. You're stupid. Why would you stay in Milwaukee? There's nothing there but beers and crots. And brats. Brats. I'm sorry. What? Crots. Brats. I meant brats. I meant brats. Beer and brats. And they said, all those NBA fans... You'll never win in Milwaukee. You'll never win, Giannis. What are you doing? Go to Miami. They just swept you in the playoffs, and they went to the finals. If you go to Miami, you'll win a championship. He didn't listen to anybody. He didn't, him and Hall, when the contract came around, he cut his finger, put an X on it. He says, I'm here. I'm staying in Milwaukee, and guess what Giannis did? He won a chip. He won a championship. He won the trophy. And, Chris, maybe Bradley Beal wants to do his own thing. He don't want to be a third wheel. He want to be the big kahuna. He wants to be that guy. He wants to be the grand poobah of Washington, D.C., he don't want to be no third wheel. You just said he has to fall behind two other guys to get a championship that he'll get no credit for. He would get It'll, credit. No, he won't. It'll go Bosch to the other guys. Belo- Bosch didn't get credit. He didn't get Bosch as is much a Hall credit. Of Famer. Two times. He didn't get well, as much he, credit. Because he wasn't as good as LeBron and Wade. All right, well, that's what I'm saying. So that's what you want Bradley Beal to be. Do not downgrade yourself. If you're the man, be the man. You want to be able to make miracles and move mountains. What if Bradley Beal? What mountains they, they get are they a player? moving? They might in the east. They might move the mountain. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if they, if if Bradley Beal, Chris, 
put together somehow. They drafted a big time star out of nowhere. Oh, here we go. Some free agent signs. And Zion and, decides to go there know, and go is to healthy. And then boom, he wins a title. You'll be the one that'll have to uh, uh, take this all back. I want us to mark Rob, this down. Why can't he was, stay in DC? Because they aren't that any good. You said they that about Giannis in Milwaukee. No, Can I we didn't. play the tape? No, I you didn't. You said that he wouldn't win there, Chris. First of all, he's not, as you admit, he's not close to as good as did Giannis. Did you say that Giannis was going to win in Milwaukee, yes or no? I didn't make a statement. Yes, you did. You no, said I didn't. No. no, I didn't. I, I really did. In my heart of hearts, I remember feeling like this dude ain't going to win a championship. But I never came out publicly and said it. But the difference is this, Rob. Milwaukee was at least... A contender. Washington hadn't had a winning record in the last four years. Where are they going? You want to be the big fish in a small pond that doesn't they went make to the, the playoffs? playoffs two years ago? What are you they talking went, about? They, they went to the playoffs last year. They didn't have a winning record. That's how bad it was. It was the playoffs. They were thirty-four Chris? and thirty-eight. If you get in, you get in. They were and in that the was the one time in the last four year or three years. We'll see if they make it this year. Last three years that they made the playoffs. I'm just saying, like, Bill, and and again, personal life, if he's happy, more power to him. But you're going to get paid. You won't get quite as much if you go elsewhere. You'll still get generational money, life-changing money. You already have that. If he, Rob, I'm telling you, if he went, and it's not like he's even Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard consistently would lead the Blazers to the playoffs and a few times deep in the playoffs. And I, so I get, even though I think, you know, I think they're going to end up parting ways, but I think I get Damian Lillard saying, this is my team. We're competitive. We're in the, we're around, you know, the other big teams. We're not beating them, but we're in the hunt. And I like being the man. But Washington can't even say that. They're rarely in the hunt. They're never in the hunt. So I'm just saying he could go somewhere else. And look, I I, I will admit this. Not a lot of teams have money. Not a lot of good teams. I think maybe teams would make some moves for him, though. Obviously, you could do a sign and trade, too. So I just think, Rob, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, a little disappointing. I'd like to see him go somewhere and really help a team, you know, win something big. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Eric Weddle. What's up, brother? Congratulations. Mazel tov. What's good, What's good? What's good? What's good? How my guys doing, man? <laughs> I'm sure everything is good right now, huh? <laughs> yeah. Other than this surgery I had on my ruptured pec in the game, I'm, I'm mm. feeling I'm on cloud nine. 
<laughs> yeah, that 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 can make yeah, it a that, little tougher. I, 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 I was gonna you. say, yeah, that would hamper it a little bit. But uh, you know, once you win a Super Bowl, they can never take it away from you. Uh, what what was just the experience after it was all over? Was it like? A dream come true, or how did you feel, or was it an out of body? Or were experience? you just dealing with the injury? Were you yeah. able to enjoy it in, initially? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, man, it was. It's hard to explain just the whirlwind of five and a half weeks where I'm at home doing the the daddy uh, at home taking the kids around sports, and right. five weeks later I'm a Super Bowl champion and having a huge role and helping those guys out, it, it's uh, it's like I put my life on hold to go live a, a dream that you thought was dead. You know, I retired two years ago, and that dream was dead to win a Super Bowl and to be able to experience that with the men in that in that organization. And the men the men I had experience with two years prior, it was, it was super special, man. And uh, to be able to uh, always dream of that situation as a player – and to be a part of that and, you know, etched in the history books. Man, I'm a Super Bowl champ and was part of the team that brought uh, a Lombardi back to the city of L.A., man. It's, uh, it's pretty special. No doubt, no doubt. Now, were you – obviously you were in good shape. I mean, you came in right away and were playing. But did you keep yourself in shape? thinking maybe you might come back at some point if I get a call or you never know? Um, and what kind of shape were you like compared to your typical football shape? Where would you say you were at? <laughs> oh man, it's it's kind of comical to think. Uh, you know, what, for one, first off, I never thought I'd be back. Never wanted to be back. I was content. I was happy. I went out my way, uh, and and I just, you know, as Tom said when he retired, it's hard to to give all you have if you're not 100% mentally committed to, to what the job entails. And I totally get that because I just – I didn't want to deal with the pain. I didn't want to deal with the sacrifice. I, I didn't want to deal uh, with all that the job entails to try to be great at it. And uh, did I have chances in 2020? Yeah, I had, a, I had a bunch of teams that wanted me to come out. But it was an adamant no. And uh, this opportunity came back, and it's hard to pass that up. And, and – you know, I worked out when you work out when you're retired because it becomes who you are. Uh, and I and I worked out every day, honestly, to make my body feel better and to mentally mm. it was it was something that uh, made me more patient. It made me in a better mood with my kids and, and wanted uh, to be my very best for them. So working out was just so I felt better for my mind, body, and spirit. That, that was the only reason that I was in somewhat good of shape. Was I in NFL-ready shape? No. Was I, did I get to NFL shape? No, in that five weeks. Really? Uh, but, but the mind is powerful, man. The mind is powerful. I love challenges. I love people thinking I'm crazy and that I can't do something, and it, it gives me the motivation and the drive to prove them wrong. It's been something that, that I've held dear to my heart for, for my entire life. So, uh you know, wow. it's it's crazy to crazy to think of of how I got it done. I really don't know at times, but you know, you you you, you put your heart and soul into something and you fully commit to it. Uh, you, you're you're destined to do great things, and uh, I'm an example of that. How how about you mentioned uh, you didn't want to deal with the pain anymore? I think sometimes fans, you know, you could be desensitized to what football players go through. 
because you mm-hmm. watch it on television. You you know, it, it just doesn't have the impact. It's like for people who have never been to a boxing match, like television mm-hmm. distorts the blows oh, that guys sure. are taking. You know, I've covered fights. Chris, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm yeah. close. And football, and when you being see, down on the field. Right, and you're on, oh, fi- on the field and you you hear guys crashing. What, what kind of pain? To, just tell people out there listening what, what you had to do to get yourself to be able to play every week. Yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, you know, you don't, you don't ever want people, you don't want people to feel sorry for you. Right. But the reality <laughs> is, is there's not a, there's not a moment that goes by in my regular life that I'm not in pain, whether See? it's really? in my neck, whether it's my shoulders, whether it's my back hips, there are mornings where I have to literally throw my lower half of my body around, fall wow. to the ground and get up from there because my lower half of my body, from my back, from all the injections, from the fractured vertebrae, is I'm in so much pain in the mornings that I have to get up from the ground because literally my bottom half of my legs don't work in that moment. So wow. it's it's just the reality of the game we play, and it's not it's not a you know you don't you, 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 I think the outside kind of takes for granted uh, what you see on TV. Like you said, if you're down on the field. I'll give you a perfect example, right? Like, I hadn't been playing in two years. I'm not training. I'm not doing anything. After that San Francisco game, I was in so much pain, the worst pain I've ever been. I slept a total of five hours over two nights oh. because I literally was in so much pain. I, I didn't. If we had to play the Super Bowl that following Sunday, I don't know if I was going to be able to play. I was in so much pain because wow. I had my body was not ready for, for going out against a physical team, throwing it in there nine tackles i mean it it was it, i was in a bad place guys I, I seriously it was and it and it was a harsh reminder and reality check that this is why i retired like i can't i couldn't do this for a full 17 games there's no chance hey eric let me ask you after you guys did win the super bowl you had comments you know ripping on the chargers you got bad blood again <laughs> with them what was that about what was that huh? <laughs> uh, you're funny, bro. Uh, no, I mean, I, I'm. Listen, I'm a, I'm a realist, and I'm honest. And the bottom line is, is you need to treat people with respect. And when you don't, it's you need to be called out for it. And that's that's really what happened. And, and the bottom line is, I try to treat people with love and respect and kindness. And when I get my name slandered for no reason, I'm gonna stand up for myself. And it's just how things unfolded, comes full circle, that I'm a Super Bowl champ, and uh, the Chargers are the Chargers still. So I just wanted to <laughs> all right, reiterate wanted, that. That says it all. That says all you need to know. I'm just asking. I got it, Eric. All right. Now, you, you're you from California. He's not from Fontana. From, yeah, Fontana, not far where my from L.A. From. Yeah, yeah no doubt. And so yes, I assume you grew up a Lakers fan. We're going to get you out of here on a hoop question. You're a big hoop yeah. fan because you people may not know you have a full-size NBA court in your house. Wow. So tell us, did you, were, did you play in high school? Were you like a really good player? How often do you play now? Can you play? Because like you said, you, you're in pain a lot yeah. or what? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So – so I hold I hold five on five at, at my at my house uh, once a week. I have a good, I have a good like ten, twelve, fourteen guys that that come and play. I don't play right now just because I'm I have one arm. But over the last you know two over the last year and a half, I mean that's that's what I did for to, to keep me in shape. And I love the game of basketball. I love competing. 
I love just the uh, the atmosphere, you know, and and obviously I'm a diehard Lakers fan. I went to my first game at the Great Western Forum when I was five years old in the nosebleed. I, I sat with my dad every night watching the Lakers on KCAL 9. Wow. I mean, that, that's, that's what we did, right? That's, that's your right. childhood, right? Fo- yeah, yeah. Watch, I watched football on Sundays, and I watched the Lakers with my dad every night when they played, played home and road games. So, uh, obviously, basketball is a, a, a love of mine, and my son plays it. My, my oldest daughter plays it. Uh, so it's, it's definitely something that is, is in our family. And, uh, you know, the Lakers are, are what can you a say? Mess. A mess. You knew, though, real quick. Right. Did you know, because look, and this is not a shot. He's an all-time great, top 75, deservedly so. But could you tell, we all said, look, Westbrook's not a fit. Not a fit, right. Did you feel that way, too? Because that clearly is one of their biggest problems. Well, I mean, it's it just goes back to wherever LeBron has gone or go, you know left. It's you, you surround him with shooters, right? Let him let him handle the rock. He's a ball dominant guy, and let him create and just put him with shooters, great defenders right. and shooters. And I I honestly am a big fan of Russell. I love the way he plays. I love the compete. He's a team guy. He, he'll leave it all out on the on the court every night, right? And I, and I just respect that about guys. And if 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 things don't go the way you want it, he owns it. He tries to get better at it. Right. Like that's just being a pro. And did I think it was a great match? Well, when you get rid of your your key players off of a, a, a world championship team, I mean, you got to try to do something. And I just hope I hope that uh, you know I, I was envisioning him just to be a six man and let him run the show, be super aggressive, score at will, and then maybe in the fourth quarter, you know, be on the court, obviously, because he's too good not to be. But it's just, it just seems like they're just still trying to figure out. It doesn't help that AD's right. been out half the year. You would right. hope that, you know. He, you need to give to AD a pep talk, man. Because <laughs> yeah. well, AD mean, ain't playing <laughs> through the pain like you. I, I just keep it real. <laughs> listen, I, I, I got that. I've always been super tough with Kobe was one of my idols, and well, there you seeing go. him, seeing him, and and seeing how he worked, how he outworked. Like I, my mantra was when I got on the field and I stepped on that white line, I could look at every man out there and knew I outworked him before the game even started. So there it that, is. That's just how I took it. And AD just, it's whether you want to be great, do you want to be the best ever, and and do whatever it takes, or you don't. And right. it'll show. It's 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 clear as day. And I just, you know, time's gonna pass by, and you're gonna you're gonna sit here and say, "Man, I wish I would have did a little more. I wish I would have worked out harder. I wish I would have right. did more rehab." So I was on the court, and instead of one ship I got with LeBron, we got three or four. Right? That, that's it, the reality it, of it. That's and, a great way to end it. They're all in my ears yeah. about getting uh, ending this. I this know, segment, I know. Eric. Great <laughs> stuff, man. We appreciate it. Congratulations again Always. on the Super Bowl. We'll talk to you again, man, for sure. You got it. And take some Tylenol. <laughs> yeah, that don't work, bro. <laughs> I'm immune to I'm immune to Tylenol. <laughs> I bet. All right, man. See you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. But we saw the Lakers at home getting cr- criticized, getting uh, mocked. Uh, by their own fans. And uh, we talked about it on Monday. LeBron responded by 
You know, LeBron was having a, a conversation with a fan. I, I do think LeBron took it a little too far when he said, what do you know about basketball other than, other than it goes going all in those or not going in. in. Right, right. I mean, I mean the nice guy's little line. There. It's kind of funny, but it, it, was, it was too far because you don't, you don't need to insult you don't know. Him. You don't even know who you're talking to. That guy, I'm just saying, like, you're talking like he doesn't know anything about basketball. Right, I right. think that's kind of like, it's pretty, uh, you don't have to be a basketball, NBA player, Chris, or a coach to know something about the game. I mean, I think that that's a little uh, arrogant on LeBron's part. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he meant it literally. Although I think he, I think he close. I think he, there was a lot of meaning in it. I do think he felt that way um, to some degree. But then Westbrook, you saw Russell Westbrook uh, going at it with some fans, Rob. I can't remember exactly what he telling said. people to go home or whatever and stuff. Yeah, and then uh, Trevor Reza called a fan uh, the B word. The B word. And and two of those guys are from L.A. Ariza and uh, Westbrook. And so uh, Draymond Green, though, Rob, came to their defense, came to the Lakers' defense. You know it's a fraternity. So he actually went off on the Lakers' fans for booing their home team. Here's what he said. To get booed by your own fans, like, it's very distasteful and disgraceful. And and, and I was shocked to see that. Like, I, I thought that was pathetic. I, I thought it was extremely pathetic. And like I said, I thought it was very distasteful from a fan base of an organization that has the most championships in the NBA. Like, like let's not be so, like, spoiled brats. Like, it's okay to be spoiled. Yeah, you can 100% be spoiled. We all get spoiled by things at times at one point in our life or another. But let's not be brats. And, and, and that was about as bratty as something that I've seen, considering that, this team just won a championship not even a full two years ago. And and now you're booing? Like, I thought that was utterly ridiculous. Well, they, to correct Draymond, they're tied with Boston with the most championships. Both have 17. Thank Whichever you. one wins its next one will be uh, the leader all time with 18. But, uh, Rob, I know this is something that is near and dear to your heart. So I I'm sure you have a strong opinion on I, this. I just think this is just typical uh, fan, I mean, player, like, don't boo us. We don't boo us. That's why the applause matter to you. That's what makes them special. That's how you turn boos into cheers. Chris is a part of it. When fans buy their tickets, they have a right to boo if they're not happy with their team's effort or what they're doing. It's not disrespectful. Disrespectful is is uh, calling out somebody's uh, mother's name or being racist. So that's disrespectful. Right. A fan saying, my team down by 32 points at home against a bad team? I'm supposed to cheer that, Draymond? I'm supposed to stand up and go, come on, team, that's great. No problem. We got milk and cookies at halftime. Come on, Draymond, <laughs> be real. Ain't nobody talking about 2020. They won a championship not more than two years ago. We're talking about tonight, not about two years ago. Let fans be fans. If you And look it up. Fan is derived from the word fanatic. So fanatics, you know what they do, Chris? They care. Either way, you're going to want apathetic fans who don't care whether the team wins or loses? That doesn't even make any sense. 
that they're supposed to be on board no matter what. No. It is about the fans. They pay their money, and that is what makes the game. It's the same thing when you go. I remember uh, Reggie Jackson talking about being booed as a player. It means you matter, that people care, Chris, when they boo you. If they don't care about you, nobody would even waste their time. So whenever I hear players get on their high horse and talk about ripping fans because they boo, they could not be more wrong about it. Fans have a right to boo. They pay their money and they can boo whenever they're dissatisfied and they're not happy with the product. I feel the same way about people that criticize you on Twitter. You know, they got a right to go ahead. Oh, no need to block them. They have a right to. Is is that that? <laughs> Long time listeners of the show know where I'm going. No, I, I hear you, Rob. I, I think that players. I get why a player wouldn't understand it, right? And, and we see this, Rob. There are a lot of things the players don't really understand naturally. Right, if I was in that position, I'd be, y'all booing with the home team. Yeah, because they never just, paid for and, tickets. Because they never paid it, for tickets. Well, they were probably fans. I'm sure they were fans at one point. But e- even remember the commercial when Peyton Manning was like, I don't know if he's in a grocery store. But, you know, he was going to people's jobs, cheering them on, or criticizing them. Remember that commercial, Rob? You remember that? Like he'd yeah, be in a grocery store. Yeah, right. I remember, yeah. And it was cute and, and and we got the meaning. Oh, yeah, every, you know, everybody, what if everybody got criticized and called out at their jobs? But there's different types of jobs. We talk about it all the time, Rob. When you are in public, you have a public job, they're different, it's a different job description. And in the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball professional sports, part of the job description is dealing with the fans. That's just part of it. No one else has fans for the most part on jobs. Exactly. And so you have to deal with the fans in the immediate, like if they're criticizing you, booing you, cheering you, whatever they're saying right then and there. And you have to deal with them even when you're away from the game and it's social media or they're buying or not buying your jerseys or whatever it may be. And demanding they want you out, they want you benched, whatever. That's part of the job description. And so, yeah, I I get it. You might feel naturally, well, why would you boo your home team? But the fans can do it because they are paying their hard-earned money. And, Rob, you know it is expensive to go to these games. Chris, you try and to it take is a family of heart. four. You right. got two daughters. You, you go and buy four tickets at, at Madison Square Garden or in Brooklyn and tell me how much you spent on the night between oh, $75 to park, Parking, uh, $14 yep. French fries, I mean, $8 Cokes. Seriously, go take no, a family it, of four. It, it, and, and that's why, and this is not what we're talking about, but that's why it's so egregious when players just randomly sit out. Yes, it is. That's why. And so I'm with you. Um, and I think, you know, the players, they know it. They'll probably, if they already haven't, they'd come back and apologize or something because they know that the fans, you can't get a, your fans against you. 
Um, but the Lakers were putting forth a poor effort, and um, the fans had a right to do that. What, what's interesting, Rob, has Draymond never been booed in Golden State? Not him, but the team. That, I, maybe I not. You know, because they've had, obviously, a lot of success since yeah. he's been there. I, it's still hard to believe that they didn't have a bad half yeah, of Florida, I, I, Chris, right. where they got booed off. Come on, even great teams. When they lost a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, some of that's New York, too. There are some fan bases that it takes a lot more to boo. No, you know I what I mean? New that. York will boo you in a hurry. Hey, Philadelphia. Philly, I mean, yep, James Philly, Harden is loving places. Philadelphia now. Just wait. Right. It, it might not feel like home if things exactly. go south. 